0: Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Justin. How are you?
1: Hello. How's the weather? It's it's gorgeous and warm. There's no more winter, which is terrible news for the planet, but good news for me.
0: Kent Brockman on The Simpsons once said that if um, uh, if seventy degree winters and sun most of the year round was the price to play for global warming, he was going to keep driving his sort of seventy three Corvette.
1: Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I hate cold weather, and I work outside, obviously in coaching. Um, so it's great; feels great. I mean, when I say winter's over, it was seventy-seven, seventy-eight degrees here in the last few days. That's what twenty-six C. Um, but I I can't help but feel it's a problem for other people who maybe have young children. So I hope I hope it gets sorted out at some point after I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, and with me is also, I've got Jesse.
0: How are you?
2: Uh, it's cold and rainy here, so you're welcome, everyone.
0: Oh, super. Well, can any any yeah. sun haters can come to you. Uh, and we've got, got Ryan as well. Uh, hello. 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 How are you, Ryan?
2: I'm a giant Spurs fan. Thank you.
0: How's Martin?
2: The best. <laughs> I love him.
0: Is he the most successful brother, is he? In the world. <laughs> That's why she's on my NDB, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, this week we're going to talk about the Champions League. We've got some games around Europe, Premier League. Uh, we've got the Carabao Cup final coming up and some other bits of Bobsit news. But we are going to start at, uh, because I thought he was on, uh, we're going to start at Stamford Bridge where it's Chelsea 1, Barcelona 1. Um, Barcelona very generously seems to be giving Willian the freedom of West London. Uh, they allowed him to hit either side of the post in the first half uh, before affording him uh, the chance of a shot in the second half, which went to him from the edge of the box. Very strange tactic, that, I thought, didn't you guys?
2: He was free bleeding. He was free kicking. There was nothing he wasn't doing in this game. And then, no, I mean, everybody knew he was going to score
0: except for Barcelona. It was very weird. Yeah, it seemed like they, they were quite happy to let... Him have the ball on that sort of I mean, maybe they've just not seen a picture of William before or a video of him and what they could do just him, but it seemed really sort of strange tactic to do.
1: Whether they did it on it purpose was, or not, I don't know. Yeah, it was just a subdued performance in general by them, um, but, but they've almost become known for that. Uh, there, was, there were stories about Pep during his time there and his record in, in uh, knockout ties away, um, the away legs, and it's not very good. Uh, but ultimately, they tend to win those ties because they, they do their damage at home. And they'll be more than happy with the result. But it wasn't a, a very good performance. It was very subdued. And they did, as you say, they did allow Willian a lot of space. I would have expected Ratic, uh, Rakitic to have have been been more observant and, 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 and sort of tried to take that time and space away. He got an early booking there, didn't he? Yeah, that. And then the other thing I think is that I think they were just... Um, they were they were uh, greatly concerned with Eden Hazard. And um, so they got withdrawn deeper and deeper toward their own goal. And that left that room in front of the back four for William to operate in.
0: Well, he's doing
1: missing... oh. Sorry. Chris. No, sorry.
2: I think, you know, I, you know, we hear a lot this like easy answer of they're missing Neymar. But I think they're missing um, uh, Lucho. Losing again, I think they're really missing something going on in the middle. Like they've got, they they just nothing is happening for them in midfield right now. Barcelona, Chelsea's fine. I don't worry about, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
0: Sorry about that. Sorry, William is since joining Chelsea, William has scored more goals outside of the box in the Champions League than any other player. Um, Jesse, Messi, Lionel Messi's first goal. Uh, against Chelsea for 12 years, or in 12 years, and nine games of trying. Is he a good player now? Can we say he's a good player?
2: <laughs> he's getting there. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously he has this curse. No, you know, this is one of these things that, that Ray Hudson the commentators that whoever like to say, but how many, how many games has he played? Chelsea, nice. this is like an easy... Right. So, it's kind of not so bad when you break it down that way, and and look at his other stats in those games. Um, I, I think he's going to be fine. That one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a thing over here for ages before Zlatan Ibrahimovic came to England. Uh, he never scored against an English club either, sort of in Europe or. Um, and there was the thing. That, there was a lot of thing that pundits over here were saying. Oh, he's a good player, but he's never done it against an English club. As if that's the sort of he marker you need to be a good player. <laughs> um poor Andreas Christensen, uh are we blaming him for uh for the Barcelona goal, or are we saying Aspilaqueta missed his tackle or a combination of everything
1: or I still don't know how Aspilaqueta missed the tackle. It was a terrible ball by Christensen. I mean you, you you would never ever want to play a ball across the face of your own uh, penalty area from that wide all the way across. It was a that's a bad, weird bad thing decision. to do.
0: That's like day one, lesson one of defending, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's absolutely bad.
0: But
2: can but, I can but, I say what I tweeted? Can I? Can I? That sure. was really messy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. I just need. I'm done now.
1: Well, <laughs> I still don't. I just don't know how Spiller's quite a, managed to miss it, though. I, I tweeted a screenshot of that, and he's much closer to it than Iniesta, and he's much quicker than Iniesta, and. I, he, 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 the he went crack. to ground, maybe unnecessarily. He went to ground and tried to sort of hook it away while sliding, and he, he just missed it. And so Iniesta was in, and it was a good, good goal from that point. I
0: did tweet you, didn't I, about Thibaut Courtois, um, because he dived the wrong way, didn't he, from Lionel Messi. And I said to you, it seemed like um, he thought, oh, it's messy, I better just take a guess, whatever. Uh, or not whatever, but, you know, I'm, I'm, it's messy, I'm not going to get it.
1: I better, might as well just take a guess, and I might get it right. Yeah, I think you're right. I just it, it was a strange guess though because if you're going to guess he, you would I I would guess that Messi's going to do what he does on on a majority of his goals is sort of push it with the inside of his foot, curl it there to the near post. He guessed as if he were going to put his foot through it and smash it. He doesn't frequently do that. Um, but it was a good finish and I wouldn't blame Courtois for it. he, he just he took a he took a risk that didn't pay off.
0: No, they did. They did keep him quiet quite a lot. Chelsea, didn't they? I can only think of once or twice he got the ball and sort of did a messy sort of acceleration through midfield. They did a good job on him, didn't they, Jesse?
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you guys see the the match couple days before for La Liga, the Barcelona Abar game? Nope. Justin, did you see that one?
1: I did not.
2: Um, I it, it bring it up only because Abar, who's a you know. Much smaller club did the same thing um, and sort of forced Messi into a much different style of play. Justin, I am curious to know what you thought about their goalie. I thought it was fantastic, um, but from much of that match, Messi was sort of forced to play much further back than he was used to. And I was really looking forward to seeing him get more space and more freedom in this Chelsea match, and he and he didn't. Um, so I wonder how much of that is this is Messi right now, and how much of that is other teams figuring out how to play against him.
1: I mean, I enough. think I, I think there was enough of a of a book on Messi that if if teams were going to figure it out, uh, it should have happened before now. Um, it might be he's still capable. I'm not suggesting he's on the decline. He's he's still capable of of moments of of brilliance and genius. But it's not possible for him to remain at the same level forever. And he does seem to be just that little bit more playable at times now. I mean, the the games where he completely tears teams to shreds are just a little less frequent than they used to be. He did sit Rudiger down on his backside at one point um, in the Chelsea game just with some little shift of the upper body and an acceleration he 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 absolutely can still do that i'm not suggesting he's he's fading or diminished but maybe it's a combination of those things jesse i mean maybe that maybe that there's um been a little more scouting done to, to, to determine what are the best ways to at least stay in the match with him and then maybe he's just played a lot of football hasn't he he doesn't get many summers off um yeah and and he's been a first-team player since he was 17, and and it's it's probably difficult for him to have his peak energy every time out now.
2: I always think of this time of year as being so fraught that, you know, it's you're not right before the World Cup, but if you get injured right now, you are letting so many people down. And I wonder, with players, especially Messi, who just feels the weight of his nation on his shoulders and Barcelona, what that must feel like. You know, do you withhold any amount of your energy? Are you, how careful are you? You know, how terrified are you walking onto that pitch that you were going to get nudged, get hurt? I mean, Suarez went down, and don't even, don't get me started, Chris, but Suarez went down, and my heart was in my throat. Like, now is the time of year when I don't want any Uruguayan playing in league play. (laughs) God forbid anybody gets hurt and and i wonder what that feels like for these players because it's like there's
0: not enough time
2: and there's too much time Especially you know, you want to play you want to be as prepared as you can but you can't take the chance to get her
0: well for qatar Messi will be 35 won't right? he so this possibly could be his last sort of soiree yeah, well, on the international stage couldn't it yeah.
1: yeah i hadn't thought about that jesse that's a good that's a good point um and I don't know how that works as a player. If you try to avoid injury, if if that's if that's in your mind uh, as you're playing, obviously nobody wants to get injured. But when uh, when you take actions and make decisions with that specifically in mind, um, there's ways for that to sort of ironically rebound on you. So sometimes half pulling out of a challenge makes yourself more vulnerable to right. getting the worst of that challenge. Um, I mean the only real way to sort of guarantee that you won't get injured in a match is to have almost have zero influence in that match. never show for the ball, never get it, get rid of it as soon as you have it um don't make dynamic runs that kind of thing so it's a tough balance a tricky balance and and if player any i i I wouldn't think it's a healthy mindset to have to to have that in the forefront of your thoughts as you're trying to compete,
2: yeah.
0: Willow also won uh, English versus Spanish teams this week was Seville versus Manchester United. Who managed to make it all the way through this without falling asleep?
1: Well, I thought the first half was, was excellent. Um, I thought the best player in the world was uh, evident once again. Um, but then I'm not sure what... And I'm referring to De Gea. Um, I'm not Ever sure what eager. happened in this, the second half of that game. It, it seemed that Sevilla decided that that a scoreless draw was okay with them too. Obviously... United went into it with that mindset. That's not not a surprise to anybody. But it was odd to me that Sevilla just sort of took their foot off the gas and the pedal and said, we'll just go to Old Trafford needing a score draw, and that'll get us through, which it will. Um, But it was a dreadful second half. It was as bad. uh, You remember in one of the recent pods, I talked about how when football is bad, it's among the worst sports. (laughs) I would give you that as my exhibit A, that second 45 minutes. I wrote down two questions
0: in this. Uh, first one question was, have Seville blown it? And the other question is, how long can Manchester United
1: rely on David De Gea to save them? Uh, um, I don't think they've blown it. They only need a, a score draw. 1-1 one, one, and the through on the away goal. Um, I would expect United to do enough to, to sort of squeak through. Um, as to the second question, he's not going anywhere. Um, he's not going to Madrid. Courtois is going to Madrid. If anyone does, he openly wants the move, and they want him. Um, this is according to Guillaume Balague. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, De Gea is is special. Uh, there you were say some that stats that came out. This. Button beard. Yeah, I know. I know the man bun <laughs> man is is as objectionable. Um, he has faced as many shots as As the some of the goalkeepers down at the bottom end of the table and conceded half as many goals um he's, he's he's an extraordinary player. he has as much impact on on actual results as anyone I can think of in world football and that's not good for United and it's year after year now, and they've brought in some enormously expensive signings, and he's still their best player.
0: only four outfield players touched the ball more than David Hare for Manchester United.
1: You know, I... United are, uh, somebody else made this analogy, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but United are like a, a 70s prog band <laughs> in that there are there are talented individuals, and it all adds up to something nobody really wants to pay any attention to.
2: That's a great analogy. Um, for that reason, and, and a lot of other reasons, I don't think Sevija blew it or has oh. blown it.
1: How do you say
0: Sevilla? it? Sevilla. Sevilla. Sevilla.
2: Um, uh, I think what was weird about that second half is that nobody told some of the players to put the brakes on while others clearly did. I think Correa um, was so frustrated because he was still going and going and going while his teammates had clearly been told either be careful of getting a second yellow or a first yellow or like Justin said we're fine with the tie. And he was still pushing, but there was no one around him helping so there was this weird disconnect in that second half that I think had had they been told just be careful with some of those stupid tackles um but keep going. They really had some chances and and they could have taken advantage of them had he had a um you know more help in the box um, uh, yeah,
1: no no go uh, uh. I think this is another example of how the away goals rule really stifles the home side. I think the longer that match went on, the more they got afraid of getting hit on the counter. I agree. Uh, and, and how damaging an away goal can be, even though, as I always like to say, if the away side wins the first leg 1-0, no, they cannot win the tie on the away goals rule. And it
2: doesn't make sense to me. You know, especially this day and age, there are traveling fans. You know, if that's the if, if that that had been the intent, but there are neutrals, there are traveling fans. I think, you know...
1: It's, it's much, much easier to play away from home than it used to be. Uh, so somebody quick. posted the stat about how the win percentage for the home side in Champions League ties used to be around 60%, and it's down to something like 45% now. And that's going from the 60s to now. But now now the teams pl- fly private. Right. Um, they they stay in absolute first-class accommodations. They they bring their own chef and their all their support staff I travel. Yeah, it's just easier, <laughs> just like you do, Jesse. It's just yeah. easier to do than it used to be. And now there's um, the, the match day experience is is somewhat homogenous now, except in places like Turkey, um, where you can still get a very hostile away atmosphere. But right. now, the but ground even in Turkey, are they're are all... expats. Yeah. You know, like, like,
2: when my brother was in Turkey, and I forced him to go to a game because of um, Muslida, my brother, who like you know can barely spell football. There were, like, a handful of Uruguayans living in Turkey. Like, you have people who will go and show up for you and, like, wave your random
0: flag.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I, I think it's an outdated rule, and I would like to see the back of it.
0: Yeah. Jo- Jonathan Wilson talked about this on Football Weekly the other week, about how the the, of the irre- irrelevance of the away goal. Mm-hmm.
2: Can you spell it now?
0: Uh, irre- I to the R to the e, e, to the L to the A to the V to the A to the N to the C to the E. Good job. There you go. Um,
1: You get get both ours, right?
0: You did. Did I? I think you did. I don't think you did. I don't think I I did did either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the 23rd clean sheet Manchester United in all competitions this season. Um, And it's the first time in 19 home Champions League games that Seville didn't score. Uh, And it's their first blank in Europe since 2005. So, kind of proves your point there, guys. Um, Who did Jose Mourinho
1: leave on the bench? Duh, For duh, five duh. minutes, he left, he left Pogba on the bench. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He
0: had,
2: had it or not gotten injured, I don't know. And uh, this Pogba stay. I don't think he should.
0: Well, who's seen Marker this week? Magazine. or uh, Newspaper. Uh, there was a bad-tempered meeting supposed between Mourinho and Pogba uh, during which Mourinho said, have a look at the sign on my door. On the way out, it says, I'm the coach. I'm the boss. The thing I thought about this today is Jose Mourinho's agent is uh, George Mendes, isn't it? And Paul Pogba's agent is Mina Raiola. And you kind of think, is there something being played out behind the scenes here at Manchester United? Is there some sort of agent power play going on here to try and influence who they bring in? Because I think Mkhitaryan is a, or was a Raiola agent, wasn't he, as well? Or yeah. player? Is there some sort of behind-the-scenes power play going on here?
1: There, there could be. It, to me, it's just—it's—I'm uh, actually saddened by what Marino has become. Uh, I know that he is not well liked on this pod, uh, even without Ryan not being here. But the, you can't deny he was—he was very, very good at his job. He was very, very good at what he did for a long time. And and weirdly, Manchester United are still very good at doing what he wants them to do. It's just that that's a thing nobody else in the entire world wants. So, for instance, in terms of their ambitions and what he set out to achieve in Sevilla, I would think he's extremely satisfied with it. They're very good at strangling the life out of a game um, and then having a goalkeeper that win if a chance or two, or in this case a header from four yards, um, he can still... Keep you alive. Um, he has lost any sense. You know, when he was at Madrid, for instance, they they were set up to counterattack, um, and they counterattacked ferociously and frightfully, and it was a beautiful thing to watch at times. So it was still risk averse, and it was taking advantage of the risks of the other side. Now there's not even any real intent to do that. So as I watch them play now, which I do mainly because of De Gea, I, I sort of try to work out what it is. That they're trying to achieve minute by minute in a match. Are they trying to draw the opposition into bad areas or risky areas of the pitch where they can then counter? Because they do have pace, and it isn't even that. I don't even really see that. I really just see balls hit up towards Lukaku. Can he turn, bring it down and turn? And if he does, and only if he does, then some numbers will start to get forward. But if if, if not, uh, they just stay right in that that shape. It's really rather close to the top of their box, and they're happy to play the whole game that way.
2: Uh, I think spoiling the life is is the is what he does. I mean, that's what he did with Pogba. He took this like exuberant possibility of a player, and look what he's made of him. Um, And he's done that with other young players. Look at his bench. So, with the possible exception of Rashford. Maybe, um, so I think you know. Fine if he's success if that's what he wants and he's successful
0: in that. But ugh, <laughs> that's as good a review of his tactics as I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Uh, okay. Elsewhere in the chat, I tell you what. Who's going to be at uh, Manchester United next season? Out of Pogba and Mourinho, one, both, neither.
1: I think they've they've, they've got it another year together. Um, but something will happen after that. I mean, well, you know, his third season syndrome for Mourinho next year, so he'll be he'll be gone.
2: Jesse, um, I see Mourinho staying over Pogba if it's one or the other.
0: Oh, okay, I, think, I mean, if, if next season is his third season meltdown, I can't wait to see what
1: that sounds. We already sort of feel like we're halfway there at the minute, don't we? It's not going to be a meltdown, though. It, the, the, that Mourinho's gone. Exciting meltdown. Mourinho's gone. This is sad, middle-aged, resigned, boring Mourinho. And it'll, it'll, it. it I don't even think it will be entertaining off the pitch either. It'll, it, he'll just leave at the end of the season. It, it, I don't think there's anything <laughs> left there. I don't understand why it's bur- he's burned out this this fast, but he seems to have. Is
2: he a bit, the bit flushed, you thing think? they could do is bring Ava Carnero back.
1: To coach,
0: well, he kind of criticised his own uh, backroom staff or uh, medical staff at United this week, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I, there's no value in doing that, and I mean, we'll get to Pep because Pep is as big a weirdo as Mourinho, but in different ways, and I think equally unsustainable over the long term. He, he um, the tunnel thing this week, and, and the way he is. Is what Mourinho was about a decade ago, and he's run out of that personal energy and vitality. And, and, and I think that's a very hard thing to maintain into your fifties. Uh, I'd be surprised to see anybody do it.
0: Okay. Elsewhere uh, in the Champions League, Bayern Munich beat to five 0 I've just written meh next to that. There really is not an awful lot to talk about in that one. Yeah. Uh, but I think Bayern are looking for the fifteenth straight win though this week against Hertha Berlin. Um, this was a good one. By the looks of it, I was won the Champions League. It was Chakar Nets to Ardinez, two, Roma. One, uh, Roma took the lead with a, a gorgeous Jacko assist. Who saw this one for Unchair? Anyone see this one?
1: Yeah, I saw the goal. I saw the highlights and goals. It was a good
0: assist, wasn't it, from Jacko? Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, second youngest Champions League scorer uh, for Roma, and after anyone want to guess?
1: Uh, Wayne Rooney In the, for Roma. Oh, for Roma! Sorry, sorry. Uh, did the guy, Champions League exist when when Totti first first uh, yeah
0: this debuted for them? It did, but this guy liked pastries and sex. What uh, Italian? <laughs> Antonio Cassano. Cassano. Mm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Italian. <laughs> Fred was the 14th different Brazilian school for Shakhtar Donetsk in the Champions League. Have you seen the free kick for this, Justin?
1: Yeah, that was an amazing free kick. That's about 10 feet over the wall, and then it just nosedives. dives. You're not blaming Alison for that? No. Okay. No, that was, a, that was special. Fair enough.
0: Uh, Alison, who's been linked with Liverpool quite a lot this week as well, hasn't he?
1: Yes, he's not going to go there, but yes, he has been linked there.
2: I love when Justin just shoots things down. It's so great. <laughs>
1: He saw that build that, that Bill Hicks tweet beforehand. Him. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's going to be too expensive. People people forget about the Coutinho money. They only got a hundred of it up front, not a hundred and forty million. It was, the rest is add-ons and incentives. Klopp's not going to spend it all on a goalkeeper, particularly as Carius has done all right since been given a run. So I, they're That's not so going to buy. That's,
2: Come on,
1: he's he's too handsome. But <laughs> I do not believe that they will buy Allison. Well,
0: who's better? Who's better, Allison or? Karius, it's Allison, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, it is. But 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 Karius being given a run in the team, he has done all right. I don't think Klopp needs. Um, he, of course, he wants that to be a solid position, but but you need um, a better defender, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That save he made from
0: Bernard as well. Bernard, Bernard, <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> That's how yep. we say. It. You might say it differently, Jesse. <laughs> Hand over mouth and giggling suggests that you do.
2: I just. Bernard sounds like, like, you know, my my great uncle has, like, you know, gone and inserted himself in the wall in his tweed jacket and that.
0: How do we say it then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he made another couple of good saves, didn't he? He's very good.
1: He is. He's really, very good. It's and funny
2: because Brazil was not sold on him for a very long time pre cheat
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that will be surprised come World Cup is that he will be keeping <laughs> Ed- Ederson out of the team.
2: You think, you think he's going to be their first choice?
1: He has he has been thus far um in not the, you know, qualification is done, but but in uh through qualification and in in friendlies and things. He's he's in
2: friendlies, yeah, but he yeah that's that's gonna that's a tight race there. For-
1: it is they they, they have a, a wealth of of choice.
2: Who would you pick?
1: Well, I mean, I think I would pick Allison just because Brazil aren't man City. I, Ederson is so important to Man City because of the way they play. So his distribution, which is the best in the world, um, is in is an integral part of the way Pep wants to play. It's not so much. Um, with the Brazilian national side. They just need a goalkeeper. They need someone that will make saves. And Anderson's very good at that too, but Allison is really good uh, as a shot stopper. And if I were managing that side, I would go with Allison.
0: And he doesn't have neck tattoos.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: ever by Somebody, it's the man buns and the neck tattoos. Just stop. And the social media accounts.
0: (laughs) There's a Roman player who's not Roger Nangelin who's got an awful neck tattoo and I can't remember which one it is.
1: Nangalen's is that would be hard to beat though. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. very hard to
0: beat. I wouldn't tell him to his face though.
1: I think I told you what I my my take on Nangolin's look. Is he's a villain from an eighties New York City sci fi movie. Yeah, he yeah.
0: is he's from a snake stake snake Yeah, state, state, just, just, skin.
1: yeah he's he's put a black
2: Shiny black Yamaha bikes?
1: Yes. And then with and a like high neck... To
2: the, into the tunnels in Central Park.
1: Yeah. In the rain. With a, like a high necked um, trench coat.
2: Yeah. And yell like, so long suckers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hate a full snake, yeah. Snape Plissken and escape from New York, wouldn't he?
1: Yes,
0: he would have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no Roma clean sheet in 25 away Champions League games. And um, three out of the five last 16 ties they've been defeated and have been against Shakhtar Johnnet so I really want them to go through as a like Italian teams to do well in Europe but it's going to be asking quite a lot I'm for them Huh? you haven't one sorry that's a hard climb for them to come back from I thought you said I haven't got time for them sorry
2: <laughs> I'm so busy I don't have time for Roma
0: no I thought you said we haven't got time when I said about Italian teams I don't have time for the Italian teams
2: <laughs> oh no no <laughs> don't come at
0: Italy, I like you. Yeah, Um, Richard and Frank. It's going to be hard for them. Uh, Okay, right, so that's the Champions League. Some European leagues this weekend, some fixtures from there coming up this weekend. Feel free to jump in. Um, It felt very meh, last week's fixtures, but this week we're doing okay. We've got, in Spain, we've got Seville uh, in fifth versus Atletico Madrid in second, and we've got a Catalan derby with Barcelona versus my Girona. Um... In Italy, uh, I wrote all the BT Sport times down for Ryan, but I'm not going to... Well, I will read them out in case anyone wants to know. Uh, Roma versus Milan is Sunday at 7.45 in BT Sport. Juve versus Atalanta is Sunday at 5 o'clock in BT Sport. Inter versus Benevento, who won last week. They beat Crotone. The Witches did, and that's on Saturday night on BT Sport. Uh, I might well be... Switching my BT Sport across to France though because it is the Rhone Derby as Lyon take on Saint Etienne um, on Sunday at four o'clock, and it's Le Classique on Sunday night. PSG versus Marseille, uh, eight o'clock. Right, I think. It's I'm... Versus... Uh, Rod Fanny. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, if
1: you're English, that's very funny. Um... Is it funny, funny, or is it Bill Hicks funny?
0: Do you know what? You have these withering sentences you tweet that sort of shoot me down in flames.
2: <laughs> if you're American, it's funny, but like less funny because it just means like tushy.
0: Yeah. Boo Hicks was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, wait. He was, he was capable of funny. I'll, I'll say that. He was capable of it. Capable. That's damn just him see, a very can, like... faint praise. <laughs>
2: okay. Sorry. We had like Rodney Gingerfield. We, we were not doing well either.
0: No. Well we he was a, he was American Bill Hicks was. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like we have our own sins to unfunny about.
0: I wish he was alive now. Imagine what he would have made of the second Gulf War and 9/11 and things like that and Trump. You know, all Probably. those funny things. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get a laugh out of that. Then what can you? Yeah, right. <laughs> those, jokes, those jokes write themselves. <laughs> uh, I did once listen to a stand-up uh, show about nine eleven, um, and it was a British guy that did it and said, "You guys can't even pronounce it properly because, of course, it's eleven nine over here." So yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, right, gone the classic. Then who do you think's gonna win that? PSG Marseille. I mean, that's as big a fixture as you get in France, isn't it? So. Are we rooting for anybody in particular?
2: Edison Cavani.
0: Oh, did you see that thing I tagged you in on Facebook? No. Ah, Copper Ninety had a little interview with Edison Cavani.
2: Uh oh. Am I gonna like it? Yeah.
0: Of course you realize if you're cheering for Edison Cavani, you're gonna be cheering for Neymar as well.
2: No, I'm just I just want Edison Cavani.
0: Surely Marseille Pamela Anderson's a Marseille fan at the moment. Surely you'd be cheering for them. Mm.
2: She's a vegan, sure, why not?
0: I met a friend today who's given up being a vegan because it's too much effort. It's not at all.
1: She's just admire his convictions. Yeah. I'm... The only, <laughs> it, it seems like the only thing that, that caused him to, to give that up was uh, mild inconvenience. Uh,
0: in Holland, it is fourth versus first as Feyenoord take on PSV. In Australia, it is the Sydney Derby as Sydney FC take on Western Sydney Wanderers. Who saw Diego Castro's failed Penenka last week?
1: No, but oh, I, I wish I had oh. to look it up because those are great moments. Uh, oh, it was
0: brilliant. Diego Castro, fail Penenka for um, Brisbane Rule versus Wellington Phoenix. In Turkey, it is Brasicus in fourth versus Fenerbahce in third. And Uruguay, Penarol versus Liverpool. Yeah. Tell me about Liverpool in Uruguay.
2: Liverpool is actually a sister team to, I don't know if you know this, Liverpool. Of England? Yeah.
0: Okay, Are then you're good.
2: Um, they're weird, they're they're very similar to you. They're sometimes really, really, really good, and they're sometimes really, really, really not.
0: Have they won the Copa Libertadores five times? Sort of three, three of them on penalties? <laughs> and, and living hopelessly <laughs> in the past? <laughs> they
2: do live in the past. Yeah? They do. Yeah, they're, they're um... CDM is covered in pictures of the one time they won and <laughs> photos of the time that their supporters traveled to Liverpool in England.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So, where is Liverpool then in Uruguay? Is it a place or is it. No. So, where are is they based?
2: They're named after you.
1: Yeah, okay. Where are they based? In Montevideo, I would guess. guess. There's only one city in Uruguay.
2: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> Significant city. I do love South American team names. I mean, you've got the strongest in people like that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah.
2: fifteen. there are 15, um, I'm showing you with my hands, but that's five. There are 15 teams in um, the top, in the first league, and 13 of them are based in Montevideo, and Liverpool one of them.
1: That is just, a, I, I mean, I'm so, I mean, it's not much different in Argentina. I think three-quarters of, of the teams are, are in and around Buenos Aires. And what a what a tremendous lifestyle that must be for those players when you're away is as close <laughs> as your your home match just that's fantastic.
0: So what about the players that live in Rosario and places like that then they're sort of are they struggling? Are they yeah. wanting to get to Buenos Aires as soon as possible.
1: Well
2: anything outside of Montevideo is called las afueras, the outsides. I oh, really Like yeah.
1: Like beyond the wall.
2: Yeah. Really? Um, and, and
1: and jesse are the other are people that live in those places are they considered bumpkins and sort of second class i read a lot of russian 19th century literature and they they're oh yeah this open is not, about like, that if you're not a muscovite you know you're a you're
2: It's not like the cherry orchard at all it's not like you know we must get to moscow um what it is though because remember that montevideo itself is not like a city city it's very small country, like three million people in all of Uruguay, and one million of those people live in Montevideo.
0: I've been through it on Google Street View. I feel like I've been it there. Looks beautiful. Not, <laughs> not, not the bit <laughs> I went okay. through.
2: Um, no, so okay. you know, though, that Montevideo is not like there's no skyscrapers. It's not, you know, and it doesn't take a long time to get anywhere else. It's very small. But I think Suarez and Cavani being from Salto, which is fr- is is Outside of Montevideo has made such a huge impact. You know, the fact that they're not from Montevideo like so many other people are. Celta um, wants to build a statue of Cavani. Like that did such a big thing for those people. When they um, laid the
0: statue on the plinth, did it
1: miss?
2: Justin, do you want to take that?
1: <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. But um, <laughs> who, who was it that... that
2: I'm sorry, do you want to say something about Dejan Levrin right now? Do you want
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Did it did
2: it well?
1: Yeah. Touche. <laughs> Who was the statue? Do you remember the the club, was it was it Portsmouth, did a statue of their of their longtime chairman? Um, was it was it Portsmouth? Yeah. And it was just the worst statue that anybody has ever seen. The proportions were all terrible and, and the, the torso was twice as long as the legs
2: oh i uh, remember that
1: remember this this is from about 10 years ago mm. it's just it's just an absolute scream i i'm unfortunately
2: i think we can not call remember
1: the, the, the fellow's name and when they had the grand unveiling people actually left it like shaking their heads and muttering <laughs> and really genuinely upset and then and they they binned it they got rid of it and they hired somebody who was competent and did a good statue statue which stands today that's right um. This
0: is their... You'll never walk alone in Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool fans, I'm of which never... you are many, including Adam Scott it's Allen. the
2: little Uruguayan flag in
0: the O. You'll love that. So it's the logo saying you'll never walk alone with the Uruguayan flag in the O. Jesse just said it's yeah. Lovely. Uh, right, guys. Premier League this weekend. Um, Champions League, stalwarts Manchester United and Chelsea play each other in the Peter in derby. Uh, are these the two oh, group... no, do they? Is they that, do. that this weekend? That's this weekend. Well, that's going to be terrible. Will the cameras be pointing at the pitch it's or just, the dugouts? No one
2: ever accused you of being an optimist.
1: <laughs> well, they've they now met a couple of times, and there hasn't really been much in it anymore. Um, again, I think... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Pep. Yeah, Mourinho and Conte. Um, they've had, they had all, all that, this
0: beef in the press, haven't they?
1: Yeah, that that has potential, I suppose. That has potential. Maybe that maybe that's the spark that Mourinho needs, the, the needle that he needs to because when you thrive on conflict as he has his his whole professional life if you don't manufacture it it doesn't then really exist and therefore you don't have any motivating factor so so this might be something that you know he might he might get the needle going and transmit that to his players somehow and we might against all odds have have a good entertaining match out of it is it going to point the bus on this one uh, is it is it the Samper Bridge? No. It's old Trafford, but that's never stopped him before, is it? True, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I don't really think so, just because the the what's really at stake. I mean it's unless unless United go on a significant um spell of, of losing games, they're they're more than likely gonna manage to stay in the top four. Chelsea's hold is just that little tiny bit more tenuous, but I mean um you know, both both of them are, are miles out of sight of any sort of title race. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be just that little bit more expansive than it might otherwise have been.
0: Uh, well, Conte has won three out of four versus Mourinho in the Premier League, and uh, <whistles> Manchester <whistles> Bryce
2: <laughs> is Bryce not a Conte fan?
1: He, they, they're both asleep. They've been they've been running and playing all day, and so they were asleep next to me, and he got startled by something. So.
0: <laughs> uh, and Manchester United versus Chelsea have drawn five, lost eight, and won one. There, that was last season at Old Trafford, where it was two 0 to Manchester United. So, what are you guys going to go for?
1: Uh...
2: Why is this one
1: hard? I'm always wrong about about these. Chelsea haven't been in the best form, although they got a good result last week. Mm.
0: Um, and United
1: lost last week, didn't they to Newcastle? Yeah, they no, did. I, I'll
0: say one. I'll, I'll say one, on. one.
1: One one. I was going to go for that. What did you say, Jesse?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to go with Chelsea on this one, mostly because I want Ryan to like me again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look. Next one is next one is the uh, Chris Armstrong Derby as Crystal Palace play Spurs. Jesse. Yes. Is- Mauricio Pochettino has not been part of the Toby Aldevarald contract talks. Are you worried?
2: Yes. Yes, Chris. Yes, I am. Yes.
0: Well, let me cheer you up. Because Crystal Palace has got one clean sheet in the last 27 London derbies. And the only average 0.92 points a game in London derbies. Um... Spurs have got more Premier League points in two thousand eighteen than any other team. They're the only unbeaten team in the Premier League in two thousand eighteen. Carrie Kane in fourteen away games has got nineteen goals. What can go wrong now? Chris, what did you tell me to say before the Rostov game? Uh I told you to mm-hmm. say you're very Spursy.
2: You listed an impressive amount of staff <laughs> before that match,
0: and what happened? Well, look, I mean, I can, I can lead a horse to water, I can't make it drink. There's only so much I can do for you guys.
2: <laughs> mhm, mhm, mhm. So, no, so much can go wrong.
0: They <laughs> can take my Toby away. Well, it looks okay. like that might well happen. Apparently ne- at the end of next season there is a buyout clause of fifty million pounds that kicks in. Or something so no, it's even lower than that. It's something like thirty, thirty five million pounds that kicks in at the end well, I of don't next season.
2: Pounds, but if they lower it a little more, I will buy him. No, I don't believe in buying people. That's not good.
0: <sighs> yeah, there you go. There's a quandary for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the transfer system slavery. <laughs> I've always
2: thought that was such a weird phraseology you know like
0: Buying isn't it a little
2: bit like trafficking language yeah a little bit
0: it's a very strange system where you do purchase people isn't it All right? with the trappings of wealth that they have yeah and, and then probably, other that's,
2: people that's... are profiting from the sale of that play. I mean
0: there's probably a whole of the podcast to, to be make fair
2: shit tons of money from it <laughs> but I don't know it is problematic
0: Anyway, Toby. Is he going to go? I mean, why would Pochettino not be part of his contract talks?
2: Why? I don't know. Somebody help me with this.
1: Because Does he listen? isn't part of his plans. Ooh. Justin. He's cutting, is he, every now and then? <laughs> I know that's so... Can't think so of any weird. other reason why he wouldn't be part of it. Pochettino's so... not very good with money and wants to concentrate Kevin's on the coaching.
2: High school. Like, you know... I'm not even bothering to show up. Like, oh, come on.
0: (laughs) Pochettino is terrible with money. He wants to concentrate on coaching. He doesn't deal with the day-to-day transfer activity stuff.
2: But has he been part of other players' contract hopes?
0: Yes, Gareth Bale, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're going to win this, aren't you, Palace? Away.
2: Am I good with anything lately?
0: No. No. Go on, Justin. No. Cheer up. They're going to win, aren't they? Absolutely. Justin. Mind you, they did beat Chelsea at home this season, didn't they? Crystal Palace. So they're no pushovers, are they, at the moment? Where are they in the league? They. they... Win. Oh, fifteenth in the league. They're doing okay. They're catching the Spurs up. You guys are not helping. <laughs> I'm going to go Spurs. Five nil win. No, get out of here. Uh, Liverpool versus West Ham in the Razor Ruddock derby. Um, Liverpool beat West Ham 4-0 and 4-1 in the last couple of fixtures at home. They played against them. David Moyes at Anfield is 1-0, drawn 7, lost 7.
1: Is is that... I, I expect Liverpool to absolutely tear them to ribbons, but... Is that the result um, recently? I thought, I thought West Ham got a couple of draws there in in recent years, mm-hmm. and won three nil a few years ago. They're,
0: they're yeah. the last 2 the last two times West Ham have played there. Mo Salah at home in
1: the Premier League
0: averages a goal or an assist every sixty four minutes for Liverpool.
2: I think lately you have you have two separate stats. You have Liverpool versus and Mo Salah versus, and those two <laughs> things are really helpful for you. It's true. So right now you've got Liverpool versus West Ham, and yeah, you guys are going to be fine, but West Ham, like, you never really know because they can be obnoxiously tricky. But you've got Mo Salah versus West Ham, and that's going to be fine.
0: I think you're right. I thought what you were going to say is there are Liverpool at home stats and Liverpool away stats, which is where the sort of difference is as well. Yeah, yeah they defend
1: they defend well at home. Um mm. They're well, not they giving enough credit for that. But, Chris, be, because we dragged Jesse over the coals about um, yeah. Toby's contract, have you heard what uh, Jan um, Agafjortov has said yesterday
2: <laughs> no. regarding
1: the next Bayern Munich manager? Jürgen yeah, Klopp. That's, that's, he says that that's who the brass is. <laughs> At Bayern
0: want. If you listen to Rafa Honigstein, he is deeply in love with Liverpool, is Jürgen. Um, He is in love with the way they play and the fact they're a very emotional club as well.
1: I I love that Liverpool fans will never give this up, this idea (sighs) that professional sports people from different countries will sacrifice their professional ambitions to continue on at liverpool where they're not capable of meeting those ambitions which i think he's done a magnificent job there i think he's done just about the best managerial job in the country this season but he can win titles at byron and as long as pep and the money reside at other clubs i don't think he can at liverpool and i think he's going to realize that sooner or later and he will leave
0: but you're a cold-hearted American sat on the other side of the Atlantic with no vested interest in <laughs> Liverpool.
1: I do, which which makes
0: which makes me unbiased. Uh, well, I... you're not living it like he is. Day in, day out at Melwood Training Ground, watching these players grow and evolve. He's creating something here. He's got a forward line of... Yeah, he's got a forward he, line of Mane and uh, Firmino and Salah. These are players that are on the way up. What have you got? With Bayern Munich. You've got Ribery and Robin, who are pushing the wrong side of the wrong side of thirty three. You've got Muller who's getting old as well. They're a team on the way down. Liverpool is the new Bayern
1: Munich.
2: Okay, you're not arguing the okay. family thing. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say that, like, you know, Emery chan over for like bratwurst.
1: Yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> think that's one of the things in favor of. Of of making a move to Bayern because it does need they do need to be rebuilt at you know sooner rather than later these these old guys are currently fifteen points clear in the Bundesliga um, <laughs> and you you ultimately do play to win things but um, he's won the Bundesliga though uh, I know but he, he has
2: likes he has. i sorry but Justin just did bring up a good point that when he came into Liverpool he did. Rebuild a team,
1: He team's identity. He do that. I, right. I get, look, I think he's great. I really think he's a magnificent manager. This is how good I think he is. Let's say he actually has no interest in moving on. His players do. And you'll more than likely lose Mosala in another year or two um, as Coutinho left this year. I don't think, as long as Klopp is there, that that is. Uh, uh, um, I know it sounds like a terrible loss because he's a brilliant player. But his system, his style creates chances of its own. Now, Salah scores brilliant individual goals that have no right to be scored. The one against Everton where there's six players around him, that kind of thing. But even without that individual ability, because everybody is so unified and organized and coordinated in their press, and it's so high up the pitch, and it's so efficient and effective, There's always going to be chances created uh, because you're just continually putting the other side under so much pressure, so close to their goal. They have a hard time playing out of that pressure. They make mistakes. I I think that Liverpool, with Klopp, can withstand the loss of players like that. He'll bring in other players that'll do well, that will score goals. I don't think they can withstand losing him. I I think you would regress noticeably were he to go, whether he does or not. Look, he probably does love Liverpool. He probably does, but he's German. Um, Bayern have every bit of that romance about them as any club in the world has. Uh, They're the very, very top of the elite clubs in the world. They've won everything there is to win, and financially, they are at no disadvantage. They they can continue. They have no ceiling um and i just feel like he he may get frustrated at liverpool where if 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 you know he saw continue leave this year he wasn't that bothered about it because he's not wasn't really a big part of his pressing game um but let's say sala does go or mane does go or they both go he's going to tire of that kind of thing quickly
0: I did tweet a long time ago. I've tweeted this a few times, actually, in his reign. Um, that us having Jurgen Klopp is a bit like having an absolutely stunning girlfriend that you know is way out of your league. You love them dearly, but you do live in fear every day that they're going to leave you for somebody sort of a bit sort of richer and wealthier and more attractive than yourself. Maybe you he won't. I hate that analogy. Yeah, Sorry, I you mean... mean... <laughs> you
2: hate you wa- I hate that analogy. Why do you
0: hate that analogy? Because <laughs> <laughs> you are that girl no Uh, why do you hate that analogy chris if i'm if i was lucky enough to be maria sharapova's boyfriend i would spend most of my days fix it
2: you are lucky enough to be charlotte's husband i'm fixing it for you okay say that
0: i am lucky enough to be charlotte's husband okay
2: well done and you have no worries that she's going to leave you, even though she is stunning and perfect and magical in every way, because you are secure in your relationship. No matter that she is stunningly perfect, see? See how that works?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been with her a long time, so it wouldn't be the end of the world. You could do better than
1: Maria Sharapova if you were going I to say Charlotte <laughs> is just an awful. Ugh. That would uh, not be good. <laughs> yeah. I could do better than Maria Sharapova. Yeah, was in, 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 in your fantasies? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, have you seen Toby?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. There's one problem I mean, with Toby.
0: Okay, if you if you were with Toby, <laughs> yeah, then you would. You know, this is your dreams come true. You're with the man of your dreams. He's gorgeous. He's wealthy. He doesn't you, you, have his
2: girlfriend in my dreams, though. No, right? you,
0: you are you are his girlfriend,
2: right? But like, he's happily broken up with his current girlfriend. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But not with him.
1: He left her for you.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Not- oh, that makes me feel bad. Oh, no, okay. you want
1: There's a down period. He, they just break Thank up. Unrelated you. to tea. She's having someone
2: else that makes her happy.
1: He's, he's found out her. that the only way to get
0: over someone is to get under someone, and you know all that sort of thing. And he's not good at this. He, no. He, no. <laughs> fine, I'm okay. pulling you like no. He's met you. He's met you at a book reading club.
2: Well done. Yeah, okay, in a, a vegetarian,
0: in a vegan restaurant. Good. Okay. okay. Now, you're in a loving relationship with him. You get free Spurs tickets every week to go see your gorgeous man run ah. around the pitch with that wonderful hair of yours. 99% of you is thinking, wow, this is the best thing ever. But there is a little part of you thinking, this is just too good to be true.
2: I mean, I think that about everything.
0: Exactly. That's how I feel about Jurgen Klopp most of the time. Is
2: it I because think in
1: that because... scenario with Jesse, the thing she'd be concerned about is him getting dropped. Yeah. 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 The relationship's solid, like, but I
2: I'd probably Pops have to Dungeon like. Rate him. Right, I'd have to like you know. Leave like, him for Aurier. Bring mate for Pochettino and like bribe him in some horrible Argentinian food play.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, let's get into the bottom of the Premier League. Is West Bromwich Albion? Um, they play Huddersfield. Not Dean Sturridge. That's somebody else. Daniel Sturridge. Aaron Moyer out. <laughs> Dean Sturridge. Dean Sturridge was his <laughs> uncle, wasn't it? They are related. Uh, West Brom are unbeaten in the last five versus promoted teams. Am I think, right in thinking West Brom have won three Premier League games all season?
1: They are dreadful. They yeah. are. They're a dreadful yeah. side. They, they're... they're...
2: <sighs> and also, what happened, like, hmm, last season, they were not, they weren't great. But, they were not always the team that you went to to beat. Like they were better at home. They had their things that they could do well. They, they, they I think, something yeah. going for them right now.
1: They are. They, they. Last season, they were this season's Burnley in that they, they started yeah. the season. They started the season well and got themselves in a comfortable league position. <laughs> and then you could see the problems this season coming in the second half of last season as they stopped getting results, they stopped scoring goals, particularly. And it's just carried on from that this season, and now they're in genuine trouble.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is like, they are backpedaling so fast that they basically are playing in fear, and that's not helping. Like, they start off matches sort of losing already.
0: Well, yeah. Huddersfield have played three teams so far in the Premier League that have started the day, that particular day, in the relegation zone. Do you want to know how they got on against those three teams? <laughs> They're playing three yes. teams. Chris, that's not correct. <laughs> three times they have played teams that have started the day in the relegation zone in the Premier League. Do you know how they got on?
2: Yes, they lost.
0: They lost them all two nil.
2: Yeah,
0: all two 0 every yeah. time. Yeah. Two nil yeah. every time. So I'm going to go with Huddersfield in this one. Oh, next it's the. Kevin Rooster-Russell, Darby. Justin, who's, who's this playing then?
1: I have no idea.
0: You remember Rooster-Russell? I don't. Uh, this is Leicester versus Stoke. He was a sort of early 90s super sub for Leicester City as they kept going through all those playoffs that they kept failing in. Right. Uh, Leicester lost one versus Stoke, uh, one in seven versus Stoke. Um, and Stoke are winless away in eight. Leicester got a conversion rate of 14.3%. That's the second highest in the Premier League. They're a decent side. Mm. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, they're, not, they're, quite, uh, they're quite good.
1: They're, they're decent.
0: Are we going with Stoke on this one then? Uh, Leicester on this one, sorry? I'm, I'm going with Leicester, yes. Dark. I'll go with Leicester as well then. Uh, Brighton versus Swansea. Right, Jesse, you're going to have to forgive my pronunciations here. Uh, Jose, it's Criado.
2: Izquierdo,
0: it means left. Left? Mm hmm. That's like four vowels. Why don't they just say something similar to left? Yeah, why doesn't everybody speak American? Exactly. <laughs> What's Spanish for right then? <laughs> Derecha. It's even in France, it's gauche et or droit, isn't it? You know, it's only you know two vowels. Anyway, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> has scored in his last two Premier League games. Only two Colombians have scored in three consecutive Premier League games. Anyone want to hazard a guess as to who they
1: are? Uh, Faustino Espria? Nope. Uh, Radamel Falcao. Nope. Um keep going back.
0: Yeah.
2: Back? Before that?
0: At least one was in the MLS. Oh. May have been your neighbour, uh, Jesse.
2: Um, um, my love of my life. Um, my neighbour.
1: Pablo and Hell. That's the one. Yeah. And the other one? I should have gone for the River Plate man first, mm. although Fuck Out was obviously River.
0: I love Chicky.
1: Yeah, who's the other one?
0: He was He's great. You played for Middlesbrough. Hamilton Rickard. Oh. I didn't even know who that is. I remember him. He wasn't a bad player, was he? He was pretty good. The silence. I thought he was all right anyway. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth versus Newcastle. This is the Matt Ritchie derby. Uh, Bournemouth looking um, to continue their run against promoted teams where they've won six and drawn one and scored 21, which is pretty good against promoted teams isn't is in, in their time in the Premier League. Um and they're also looking for the fourth consecutive home win. I, every year, I sort of think Bournemouth. This is their year to get relegated. But yeah. um, we're at the moment they're tenth at the minute. They're only three points behind Everton. They so, sneak by, don't they? They do. Thirty-one they're points. Just I think, enough. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't think it's just me in this, but to pick a Bushism, I think that they are they misunderestimated?
2: Um, or are they smart to yeah. like do the bare minimum?
0: Uh, possibly oh it's just reminding me at this point in time but going back to Seville um, who heard Ray Wilkins' comment on them this season uh, earlier earlier on this week he didn't, could... he didn't think they were all that and if they were in the Premier League they'd finish in the bottom six
1: well he is noted for his uh, <laughs> expansive and inclusive and modern and up to date views on the game
0: yeah <laughs> exactly Yeah. I forgot to mention that earlier on, but yeah, I just thought about it now. Um, okay, so Bournemouth i I'm going to go for Bournemouth again on this one. Like you say, they're sort of they sneak under the radar and they do pretty well, don't they? They seem quite streaky. They seem as, as a team that either sort of loses four or five in a row, and then will go on to win four or five in a row afterwards.
1: It all adds up to roughly the same, you know. Um... At the end as you say the streaks sort of even out and they end up one of those sides that are like sort of played 30 110 lost 10 drawn 10 yeah and newcastle are the same um
2: it's sides that you i think justin you said you sort of need to pad out that middle
1: yeah they have to exist yes exactly
0: uh Burnley versus southampton and charlie austin derby um Chris Wood and Sofia Bufal are available again. Burnley versus Southampton have won three out of five games by a score of 1-0. But they've only got five points out of their last ten Premier League games. That's the lowest in the league for Burnley, that is. Yes, and that's because they
1: cannot score goals. And, and they are, I say this <laughs> every a week... a
2: necessary thing?
1: Yeah, Do you- yeah. I say this every week, and it's just amazing they're still in seventh. We are now at played 27, scored 21... So they're well under a goal a game. Um, again, they're a side. They, they, they get the maximum from every goal they score. They, if, they, if they get a goal, they've got a good chance of managing all three points. It, it's not sustainable over the long term, but they've done enough this season that they're safe. Um, they might not win another game this season. They might win one more. There won't be many. There won't be many maximum point outings for them because they're just not capable of scoring goals. It's, it's, it's a miracle that they're in seventh.
0: Well, they're, yeah, say they're in 7th place. Leicester blow them and scored 39, and Arsenal have put them in 6th and scored 51.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. They're playing a yeah. completely different sport. It's like that their <laughs> their goals, their endeavour at the start of every match doesn't involve somehow scoring a goal. <laughs> it occasionally happens accidentally, but very rarely. <laughs>
0: Uh, and finally in the Premier League, it's Watford versus Everton in the bars derby. Um, this is the 10th meeting in the Premier League between these two teams, and Watford have won just one. Uh, although, Everton away in the Premier League uh, have won just one out of 21.
2: And this is this weird new Everton team from the January transfer window.
0: Mm. How do you think they're going to get on then,
2: um, I. I mean, I think Everton will win. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it and who does what.
0: And who do you think will do what then?
2: Um. Well, we'll give you a Trojani goal just for fun.
0: Okay, I like Trojani.
2: One end, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, but I think I think the new Everton players we're we're seeing still sort of jockeying for position and playing time, and also uh, I don't want to use excitement. There is
0: no excitement. Um, oh, no, come on, there will be. There will be excitement. Richarlison is playing. There will must be? be. Yeah, Richarlison is playing. Okay.
2: All right. Um, no,
0: there will be blood.
2: Energy. There is some new energy out there, which is nice to see. Okay. Well, look, here's Three something.
0: 3-1. 3-1 hmm? one, one, Watford, yeah? Everton. Everton. Okay, sorry. Everton. has scored seven goals this season, and there were seven points to Everton. Uh, last season, Romelu Lukaku... Uh, scored 25 goals for Everton, and they were worth nine points. You know what I'm
1: going to do now. Cool. I'm, He's I'm going shoot to shoot it all down. He is, not me <laughs> cold, coldly <laughs> and rationally. Point out that you can't assume the same result minus or plus a goal. Justin, so you what can't...
2: happens when you assume?
1: Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> ass you make an ass of um <laughs> But I mean, the real real football doesn't work that way. I know that's how it works in in you know in the simulations and the games and things. But if somebody scores in the 64th minute and that goal wins the game one nil, you can't really just say, well, if he hadn't scored that goal, it would have been nil nil. Because they may have kept pressing for a goal without having scored the one. And so, I I get that that's how you can look at the statistics. You can take that that. Uh, quantifiable look and say well without this goal the goal would have been it just doesn't necessarily you think play it would have been different way. yeah it I mean, right right goals change not just the result but they change the way the game is played from right. the point of the goal to the end of the game and so it's problematic to just assume that the result based on that
0: but there is something in that i mean theo walcott scored a hat trick once when arsenal won six nil but he scored the fourth fifth and sixth goal
1: right yeah, you can look very closely at goals um, and try and 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 make and at least an informed judgment about how important those goals were. Um, so in cases like that, you could say, "Well, those really weren't that critically important." Um,
2: As goals might feel, will color want to be?
1: <laughs> right, but 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 in a lot of a lot of games, and 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 I would guess in the ones that we're talking about here with Everton, because they're not. Um, winning a lot of games 5-0. These are somewhat important goals. And mm. They result in points. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, right, well, that's it for the Premier League roundup. So, some bits and bobs of news. Apparently, according to um, Equipe, equip French newspaper, uh, Juventus have a £53 million buyback clause on Paul Pogba. Would you exercise that if you were um, Juventus? Uh,
1: but, well, they don't. It doesn't... It doesn't work without Manchester United's consent. They can't just say, We've, here's the money, and he's ours again. Um, so... It does it
2: also, though... I mean... I, I do see Paul Pogba pushing. He's unhappy. Oh. So... I know. <laughs> uh, and he's not getting a lot of playing time. Um, so I could see it sort of being taken into consideration, whether or not it happens.
0: Okay. Uh, The Europa League draw happened. Who saw that?
1: Are we going to talk about Arsenal losing at home yesterday to postal runs? We will will do in a short while. Don't
0: worry about that. Sorry. (laughs) Arsenal got uh, AC Milan in the next round, which is winnable enough, isn't it? Given Milan's current predicament. Yeah. I
1: I know the derby that is, Chris. That's the Alexander Haleb derby. Did he play for Milan? Did he? Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking no, no, no. the Flamini. Flamini. Flamini, of course. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. And
0: Patrick Vieira. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's Some good teams left in this draw, isn't there? You've got Lazio versus Dinamo Kiev. That won't be easy. RB Lazio versus Zenit as well. Um, Seska Moscow versus Leon. Rusty Dortmund is still in of the course. they got Red Bull, Salzburg. There's some good teams left in this, isn't it? Yeah. Some people yeah. are suggesting this may be Arsenal's best route back into the
1: Champions League, but Sam- well, it it is the it's their only one, so by virtue of it being the only one, it's the best one. Okay. <laughs> uh
0: sukur, who's heard his story recently? Former Turkey legend. Um sukur, when he got married was one of the witnesses was Turkish president's uh type Erdogan. Um but he's A lovely
1: man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Seems just so kind. Yeah. Yeah. Hakan Suka's wife, who he married that day, has died. Uh, His father has been imprisoned by uh, Turkey, and he is in exile. Should he ever return back to Turkey, he could face uh, charges of insulting the president. Imagine that being as a charge. Um, And rebelling against the government, which could possibly mean uh, life in prison and possibly the death penalty. So this is on the Guardian website today. It's a fascinating read. Pretty... Awful read, but it's um, it's well worth having a sort of little read for a bit of sort of football and politics, which often cross over. Uh, speaking of which, Pep Guardiola's been charged by the FA for anyone want to know.
1: Just being a general weirdo,
0: jackassery,
1: jackassery. He's not a jackass.
0: What he did was uh, well, not for that. He didn't get. Ch- I'm talking about the fact that he wore his yellow Catalan
1: ribbon. Oh right, and oh yeah. And apparently he's harboring... He, he's got a friend of his who's a, a Catalan
0: Rebel. secessionist
1: leader. Mm. And his. they searched Pep's plane for him. They physically boarded his plane to see if he was... Yeah. And that's, that's a little strange. Mm. I know.
2: Well, because... This is tricky. I... The same way that, you know, sometimes they bar... Catalan flags from the stadium And Pique has talked a lot about this I, I don't I know that I think if you're going to allow Some Flags Some whatever This is a sign of If not separatism Then the Catalan I don't have a problem with it That's where he's from But I don't know if this is There's so much conflict information That one of the things I read said that his friend is from not the official, like, Catalan um, uh, governmental, you know, party of independence, but, uh, like, rebel faction. However, the Spanish government has taken such a hard line and has, like, still jailed people and is still not allowing that vote that I think you have to take anything with a grain of salt. And it makes me really nervous that they're searching planes without warrants and cracking down on this, considering what they did during that vote.
0: Football is war minus the shooting. Well, shooting with the guns. That's that's right. As they said. Um, What else have we got here? Oh, Shelbourne. Start their League of Ireland campaign tonight uh, with the name of 16-year-old Izzy Dezu. The crest. Izzy passed away after falling ill in an under 16 game in December, uh, so they're going to wear his name under their crest this season, which is a lovely little touch. Lorenzo Insigne claims that RB Leipzig coach uh, Zlotzlo winked and blew kisses at him as the Italians lost their Europa League tie. Um, Khalid El Gandor scored an 18 yard bicycle kick for Al Etihad versus Egypt in the Premier League, which is really worth watching if you get a chance to see that. Um, Billericay town manager Glenn Tamplin has tweeted he will resign if his side lose to Weldston in the FA Trophy quarter he's also the owner of the club as well Uh, Copa Libertadores Jesse under 20 Copa Libertadores Angelo Preciado from Independiente um, grabbed the corner flag and defended himself against the river plate of Uruguay players
1: yeah I saw that Um, the Libertadores is modern greek theater um the, the, it, it is the, the modern version of comedy and tragedy and and
2: uh Wrong incomprehensible
1: people. extremes of human behavior in 90 minutes um pr- particularly when you get a little bit into the fringes you, you there's enough of the money in the corporate side of football has is is Involved in River, Boca, Flamengo, you know, penal teams of that stature, that you tend not to see the maniacal side of things, but it it is there in in the in the smaller clubs, and um, yeah, for anyone who didn't see it, I, it's worth a look on on YouTube. There, there was a full on you know punch up, and as a player was being chased, he. He pulled the corner flag out of the ground and used the pointy end of it. He began swinging it around. And briefly, it worked. No one wanted any part of that at first. And then I think they all sort of realized that it uh, wasn't actually going to skewer anybody. But it was <laughs> uh, It was. It was ah, quite, quite mad.
0: Super fun to watch on YouTube, though, guys. Yeah. Um, Queen of the South Keeper uh, Sam Henderson
1: is injured. Anyone want to know how he got injured?
0: I know, I know because
1: I know because Jesse uh, <laughs> DM'd me last night about it and said you should offer to play for them, which I did. Did you? Um, have I they sent come them back a, to you? a they did not. I sent them a tweet. <laughs> yeah. They're playing to Fermlin. I, oh, I have sent it? them a t- I tweeted and said, Hey, I'll, I'll play Saturday if you need. tell tell the story, Chris, because it's very good. Oh no, you guys tell it. I'll let Jesse tell it.
2: Um he was injured by an irate cow who was trying to tell him, be a vegan for fuck's sake, don't eat me and my people.
1: <laughs> yeah, he really was. A, the great thing about it, too, is the, the Queen of the South manager, who actually said something like, it's it's fortunate that the cow didn't do worse than that. It, it, didn't, come, it didn't come back at him a second time, just gave him the one
2: pushed yeah and, and he's their second isn't their first goal injured he's their second yeah, exactly
1: so they already had one injury and then he was the second one he was the reserve he was going to play and then he got injured which is why i offered my yeah guys
2: nice. call justin
1: they weren't interested he's
2: good he's ready he has gloves
0: Every now yep. and then down here you will read about, in the summer you'll read about holidaymakers that come down here on holiday uh, and they get injured because they walk, they go walking through um, fields or they go sort of hiking or something and they go through a field full of cows and they get charged by cows. My friend is scared stiff of cows um, to the point where he made a sort of three or four mile detour once just to avoid a field full of cows. Queen of the South's nickname is the Doonhamers, the Doonhamers, which if you say it in a Scottish accent is wonderful uh Dario Serna has been given a 17 month doping ban um backdated to last September but apparently the Ukraine authorities found quote no significant guilt or negligence but they banned him anyway um and finally in odd news uh Villarreal defender Ruben Semedo has been charged with attempted murder who saw this
2: yeah I read about
0: that
1: I didn't see this
0: uh attempted murder with he's been given no bail um also, has been charged with illegal detention, robbery with violence, and illegal possession of a weapon, uh, all to do with an alleged kidnapping, which his agent has vehemently denied. He, he may, if guilty, get more than that two years that other um, tax dodging footballers haven't had to serve. Yeah.
2: Um, can we also talk about Michi Bachuai for a second?
0: Just his racism. Yeah. Yeah, gone. Not his racism. not his, the racism towards but, him, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, that's just horrible. It's not the first time he's faced it, I don't think, either. Right. And that's what he
2: said. Like, he said he was saying it because it wasn't the first time. Mm. I feel like this shouldn't be players... Um, they shouldn't have to do this, but I almost feel like anybody who's, who's accused of, of racist taunts should have to go and, like, face the players... And apologize in person.
0: They'd promise you you'd you'd have two thousand fans facing this one black person, wouldn't you? Which might right. not might not go how you've got it planned in your head.
2: One just one at a time. Like they should okay. have to look at <laughs> their faces. Yeah. And and say, like, you know, yeah, I did this really horrible, stupid thing. I paid all this money to go and see you. And then I was an asshole. But they don't <laughs> care.
0: Just... UEFA don't care. Um, because uh, Nicholas Bentner got fined more for uh, having pants with a sponsors' right. name on than, you know, teams that have faced uh, or got racist fans who have abused other, uh, 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 other players of visiting teams. Um, UEFA be don't care.
2: In, in Russia, that anytime players respond in any way,
1: mm-hmm. the they get booked. They get booked.
2: Yeah. And that's. Batshit, Jared. I'm so sorry for my language right now. But that is batshit crazy. Mm. I mean what kind of message does that send? Just one of the reasons I think having this World Cup in Russia's.
0: <laughs> yeah, what could, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh okay, and that's it for news this week. So Carabao Cup final is this weekend. Um you mentioned Arsenal's lost to Osterend earlier on, Justin. Um, Manchester City haven't had a good footballing week either, have they? They lost 1-0 to Wigan. Um, on things I like to nick from other pods, I would kind of agree with the point made, but someone suggested that this was a greater feat than the 2013 Cup win uh, for Wigan because this is a better City team and a worse Wigan team.
1: It's true. It is. Um, did anybody see Pep's quote about Claudio Bravo playing in the final? No. Oh yes, he, he, I saw he, your tweet. Yes. Yeah, he's he's sticking with Bravo, who's played you know through all the rounds, and he said, and this is one of the great. I, it's not even a backhanded compliment. It's a it's a it's an insult. He said that sometimes the dressing room happiness is more important than finals. So he's more or less admitting Bravo may lose the final, um, but that it's more important to continue to. Let him play in this this competition because he's been the goalkeeper for the Carabao Cup games. But to just say that, to just I, I think a lot of this is you know Pep's unique uh, style. Sometimes I think even Mourinho would find a way to not overtly insult his his the goal. He, for instance, he did this in the Europa League and he stayed with Sergio Romero in goal, and that was actually critically important to get them into the Champions League, which in the end it did. Um, so it's a strange quote, but the fact is he's kind of right because but he.
2: How does that motivate Bravo it, in any way?
1: It doesn't, and and this is coming off him losing the FA Cup tie because he did. The, the Will Grigg goal is saved by the majority of of first team goalkeepers in the in the Premier League. It was a a decent strike sort of prodded low into the corner and and Bravo's feet were mess and he just sort of fell over and it bounced into the corner. Um, It's a familiar feeling for me. Many, yeah, many shots on... I mean, this is well known now that his save percentage the last season and and a half has been really poor. Um, And Pep knows it and he's just said it in his remarks to the press. He may lose us this final, but it's important that we play him because...
2: Of Bravo being this Man City, no bueno Bravo is pep how much of that is him undermining well,
1: right because he had he has been a successful goalkeeper at other points in his career he's he's you know he's done well at international level and he was good enough at barcelona to at least share time with with mark andre terstegen for a while right. um, he's
2: been good enough I, right I he's not spectacular we've talked about it yeah but yeah It hasn't been this
1: He's he's been an actual liability since since he's been at City, and he never was a liability at his previous clubs or, or internationally. So I don't know. You're just it,
2: gonna say he needs a pep talk, but that is the. opposite.
1: That's the opposite. <laughs> I don't know that it's I don't know that it's Pep's fault. Sometimes players just don't settle for whatever reason at a club or in a country, and that may be what's happened here. I actually said that on Twitter once, and I got this very rarely happens to me, but I got a lot of angry tweets from City fans. Saying settling has nothing to do with it. He just can't make saves. You know, stop defending him. That that kind of thing. I got five or six tweets at me direct saying all all sort of saying the same thing there. So
2: it's interesting that they're wrong.
1: They're wrong. It's not true. You you do have to be settled to perform. Um, But um, maybe that that's the only thing I can think really is that for whatever reason he just hasn't settled in England.
0: Um. This is important for Manchester City, because a week ago, we were talking about... Well, two weeks ago, we were going... Well, three weeks ago, however long it was, we were talking about them going unbeaten for the season. And last week, we were talking about them maybe going for the quadruple. Now we're talking about them going for some kind of trouble, which I don't think they get, because I still don't think they're ready to win the Champions League. Um, Arsenal it's... have got a pretty good record against City in things like semifinals and games at Wembley. We could be talking at the end of the season about the fact that all Manchester City have won is the Premier League and there'll be a tinge of disappointment around, won't there?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, <clears throat> I mean, this happens to everybody in a, in a successful league campaign. You are alive in multiple on multiple fronts and then they sort of get eliminated one by one except in the very rare cases where uh, a team sweeps everything before them which we have seen a few times but, um, He's—they've got a big squad, but but he doesn't use a, a big squad, and and we all know he, he left a substitute spot open on the bench not long ago, and so there has to be some degree of fatigue that's starting to come in at this point of the season for them. Um, so now they're out of the FA Cup. It wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal won this game because um, they've done all right in cup finals. I mean, they they beat Chelsea, you know, the other year when the, I thought Chelsea were clear favorites. In the cup final, um, they don't have you know that this is this is what they have domestically to play for right now, um, right? And so it, 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 I'd still make City favorites, but it wouldn't shock me at all if Arsenal managed to win this game. Just so and this know. is a new Arsenal. We we still don't really know what Arsenal are now with Yang up front. there there hasn't been much of it. Um, we haven't seen you know the, him turn out many times just yet. So we don't really know what to expect. Jesse, if
0: Arsenal win this um, and don't qualify for the Champions League, has it been a good season for Arsenal?
2: I think it's been a better season than they have a right. They had a right to expect, still. Mm. Um, if they if they win, qualify for anything, and not so humble Spursy opinion, I mean. Look at, where, I mean, you know, you guys can disagree, but look at where, look at the trajectory that they've taken this season. I think the fact that they maybe made the the transfers that they did um, and have managed to make to, to win the wins that they've made, if they manage even to do that, what you said, Chris, I think would they should take it as a positive.
1: Okay, guys,
0: one word answer: Who's going to win? City will win. He will win, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. guys. Right, that brings us to the end of everything I've written down. It brings us to the end of our podcast, unless you have got A.O.B. B. I
2: just want to know how the you know Hampshire Bears are doing in the curling. In the <laughs> curling, no, in the cricket. Cricket.
0: Cricket. They've no, not started. Sorry. It's February. Don't play cricket in February in this country.
2: Oh, you've I got knew that. about
0: another sort of month and a bit before the cricket season starts.
2: Okay, All right. We have um, we have a new uh, signing.
0: Do you? Have you been looking? Who? who?
2: Sam North something. He seems great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you? (laughs) I'm very excited. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you're excited about that. Justin, you got anything you want to mention? Uh,
1: No. No, I have nothing to add at this point.
0: Okay, uh, right, we've been advertising for new uh, podcast hosts on this Sunday show, so may or may not be a show coming this weekend. Um, guys, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do
1: that?
2: At Jesse Loesch.
1: At Jesse
0: Loesch. Justin, how do they follow you?
1: At Keepers Union. Right. Chris, With an underscore follow- in the middle? With an
0: underscore in the middle, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, man in the post is the... Um, at man in the post is the... Uh, Instagram account, and it's also the Twitter account. Um, com is the website which Ryan has been working really hard on, so get yourself onto there and listen to, uh, or to, read some of his articles he's been writing. I do mean to send him something over myself, which I've done as well, so that'll be up soon. Um, if you want to... Rate and review us on iTunes, you can do that. If you can subscribe on iTunes as well, it will automatically fall into your gorgeous little inbox with my brand new phone, my brand new iPhone. Uh, and uh, if you have an Android, it will, um, if you follow us on Podcast Republic or on ACAST, it will come automatically into your inbox as well. If you want to write for us, we're always on the lookout for writers. It's chris at man If you want to email us, um, I think that's everything. Guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you for coming on. Thank Thank you. you. And always remember to keep your man on the post.